We're Rachel and Erica, and this is the Autoimmune and You podcast. Neither of us took one answer as our truth when we were diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and we want you to do the same. There is so much information out there, so many people telling you what or what not to do, and we know how confusing it can feel. This podcast is about breaking past your limits and fears and realizing that different things work for each of us. You are the creator of your own journey, and guess what? You can do whatever the fuck you want. Hey, welcome back to Autoimmune and You. We are doing something a little bit different for today's episode. Um, we asked on our Instagrams if you guys had any topics that you wanted us to cover on today's episode. But to be 100% honest, we loved the answers, but they were a little bit in depth and we need a little bit more brain power to answer those in the future. <laughs> and today we're just feeling like a little silly, like want to do something light and fun. So we're going to switch it up and do a fun game of who's most likely to, and we're going to ask questions back and forth. Um, we are hoping that this just kind of maybe brings a little laugh to you, uh, helps you to get us, get to know us a little bit better. And also is just fun and different for us. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So to add another layer to this, we're going to make sure that we have to answer either Rachel or me, like we can't give both. So that's yeah. going to make it extra tricky. And I think that's yeah. going to make it extra fun. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. So the first one is who would survive in the wilderness? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, that's hard. There's a lot of factors. I feel like for each of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I have my thinking? answer. Okay. Okay. Should we go three, two, one? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Okay. Three, Three, two, one. Rachel. You. Oh. Rachel. I was going to say you. Okay. So like, I feel like if a bear was coming, you could just climb away from them. You'd be really good at just like getting away from things. But I feel like in like, I'm totally down to like, you know, get super like dirty and like can do better with no sleep. And <laughs> yeah, that is honestly why I said you, because I feel like your brain would be able to handle that. Cause you know, when I go into new environments, I cannot yeah. sleep. And like, I feel like sleep would be critical. So I feel like yeah. somehow you would be able to fall asleep <laughs> And then have more brain capacity to figure it out versus like, I would just like drain myself, not sleeping and not thinking clearly. I feel like in my brain, I'm like rationally, like you would be able to kind of figure it all out better. But if you didn't get sleep, that's out the window. (laughs) No, this is why we're doing this episode today because I didn't sleep well last night. So I'm like, okay, let's do something where I don't have to think. Okay. Okay. Um, Who's most likely to make someone laugh? Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, Erica. I feel like me, which is funny, we've talked about this a lot, but like, you know, through social media, you don't really see my like silly side. But honestly, I'm like make my friends die of laughter to where they're crying. And I've always been like that since a kid. Maybe it's toned down a little bit as I've got older, but my really close friends know that I could really make them laugh. But I still feel like that, you know, same for you too, but it's just like, you know, I think I don't do, I feel like you're just like generally funnier. Like I just do dumb shit and make people laugh. Whereas you're like genuinely funny. (laughs) I I, I think that's the thing. You know, there's different types of ways that you can make people laugh. And I feel like you're more likely to do something where it's like, yeah, like 
accidental or silly and then it would be like funny and then I'm more feel like I come up with shit and then I just say it and then people think it's funny so I don't know that's a good one that's a good one (laughs) okay let's see um uh okay so who's most likely to move out of the country oh that's a good one okay okay ready one two three Rachel. Me. Yeah. (laughs) I would want to move out of the country. Definitely. Like if I could in an ideal world, like if my husband didn't have his job rooted Mm -hmm. where it is, obviously I could go wherever, but because of those restraints, like, so I don't know. That's a tricky question. Cause it's like, could I? Yes. Would I? Yes. Mm -hmm. Or no, no. Would I? Yes. Could I? No. So, but I feel like you're a little bit younger and like more like you've moved a lot. So I think Mm -hmm. you'd be more comfortable with that versus like, I like need stability for my brain. I love traveling, but I need to come back to stability. So yeah. And that, yeah, you for sure. No, I totally agree. I've moved so much at this point that I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of logistics to figure out, especially, you know, moving out of the country. But to me, I'm like, yeah, I'd go. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I don't actually know the answer to this one, but, um, who is the most likely to call someone out for being mean? Okay. One, two, three. Me. Me. (laughs) Okay. Why do you think? I, I think that we both, that's why I was like, I don't know. I wish we could say both because I feel like we're both not afraid to be like, yo, that was not cool. Like you shouldn't have done that. Or like yeah. that didn't sound, you know, that didn't come off the way that yeah. it was supposed to. But I also know like because the way we are with each other, not that we're ever like mean to each other, but we're not yeah. afraid to be like, hey, like this kind of bothered me. Can yeah. we talk about it? And I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's a both one. But since we can't say both. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I genuinely feel like we both are like very direct and clear on what mm-hmm. we want. And we're not like, OK, we're going to let this one slide because I genuinely feel like we would both like a hundred percent be able to say that yeah like hold people accountable I think it's super important yeah okay so who's most likely to have a farm okay ready oh okay I like this question okay okay three two one Erica me me yeah (laughs) I, I feel like I mean I've always wanted a farm I've always wanted animals I've always wanted like to grow my own vegetables and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like that feels very in alignment, like with what I want in my life and like creating that like peace and calmness. Yeah. So I could yeah. totally see that. I would like to say that for myself, but I just like, it sounds nice. Yeah. But I know that the upkeep and all that, like I would be so overwhelmed. A garden I would love to have, but a farm I'm like, yeah, like I could do that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I could have like seven dogs, eight cats. Oh, yeah. Like my my husband doesn't even know, you know, when we get a house and like, just be prepared. Mm-hmm. Like I'm probably going to adopt like four or five dogs and a couple of cats and uh, maybe a chicken and a pig. So it's going to be a whole thing. Um, oh, for sure. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Who's most likely to be on time? Mm. <laughs> okay. Ready? Okay. Three two, one, Erica. (laughs) Yes. I'm more of like, I rather 
be like five, 10 minutes early to something than to be late to anything. Cause that yeah. gives me, I don't like people waiting on me, except, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes with our editing and stuff, we have a little bit of flexibility. Yeah. We're both like, sure. uh, give me a f- moment. I'm uh, yeah. making breakfast, but like <laughs> big life stuff. Like absolutely. I, I cannot be late. Yeah. I'm the type of person that I hate being late. It gives me so much anxiety, but like I'm usually on time and maybe like a minute or two late for, especially for, for like really big events. I'll be there right on time. But mm-hmm. if it's like a friend gathering, honestly, Max and I try, we try really hard to be on time. Like we really mm-hmm. do. We yeah. usually end up being like five to 10 minutes late. We're not like the people mm-hmm. that are like, yeah, we're on our way. And then we show up like an hour later, yeah. but yeah. we definitely are like regularly five to 10 minutes late, unfortunately for like friends stuff. But yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We have to get really specific about this because it has to be one or the other. So it doesn't mean like Rachel's a like, that's the thing about doing this. It doesn't mean that you're not this or you are mm-hmm. this. It just means like we have to choose the one that's, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like really comes to our mind. Okay. So this is a funny one. Who's most likely to get lost despite using a GPS? I love it. <laughs> okay. okay. That's kind of hard. Okay. 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 One, two, three. two, three, me, me. <laughs> I said me, I said me quickly. I'm like, me, girl, you know me technology. No, you know, deep down, like I would be so frazzled mm. and like, no, I absolutely. <laughs> I feel like you just would figure it out. I don't know. I get, I would try. I, the, I literally use GPS everywhere I go. And if it's like, in, okay, for some reason out of any city I've ever like traveled to or lived in downtown Seattle with GPS it gets so confused and it's like turn this way wait no turn this way and I'm like what mm-hmm. the hell? Yeah, that yeah. is so confusing but I do agree I think that I like do a better job at just like all right whatever I'll figure it out <laughs> mm-hmm. you also drive like way more than me you know I I really don't I've never had to like commute far for like school or work That's it's true. always been it's always been like super local so like Anytime you saw when I had to pick you up from the LAX airport, which is like, you know, an hour and a half away, it's like going in like a new territory, my brain, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And like, I missed the, the, the turn to like go into the pickup like a couple times. I'm like, okay, Erica, no, you can't. No. So I feel That's like so definitely, funny. Okay. I changed my answer. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Why I'm convincing you of these. I'm like, no, it's me. I get yeah. lost. Okay. Okay. Go. <laughs> Um, okay. Who's most likely to wait? Is it my turn? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's most likely to cry during a sad movie? I'm like, <laughs> this, this is a dead answer, but okay. One, two, two three. three. You. Me. Oh, my God. I cry at a commercial. If there's like something remotely <laughs> sad on a commercial, I will be crying. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Okay. Who's most likely to know all the words to most songs on the radio? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay one, <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> two, three. Mm. Erica. <laughs> yeah. I, I. What's weird is like, again, I don't even drive that much, but I feel like I have kind of, I wouldn't <clears throat> say a photographic memory, whatever that is to like audiographic memory. Um. But I remember, 
memorize the lyrics of songs all the time. Even if it's like artists I don't like, country yeah. songs, I'm like, why yeah. do I know these lyrics? Yeah. I and mean, even my my husband's like, how do you know this song? I'm like, I don't know. I heard it in the grocery store and now I know this song. That's so funny. I agree that it's you, but only because you said radio, because I don't really know mm. half the songs on the radio. But the other day, Max and I were listening to like some throwback songs of like some like pop punk and hip hop and rap and EDM, like all these mm -hmm. like throwback songs from like early 2000s. And I would put a song on and be like, oh my God, I'm like, I know all the words and I didn't even yeah. realize I knew them, but those are all like, I wouldn't say they're like on the radio. Like but... current stuff. Yeah. Current yeah. Stuff. Yeah. 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 Same. But I also okay. think that there's a lot of like throwback songs that you would definitely smash at. And like, I feel like I like, I think I know the words and then I don't actually, I find out later in life, like I've been singing the words wrong my whole life. <laughs> oh, there's so many memes of that. Of like, you've been singing it one way and you find out you're like, oh God, I have not been saying that right. Yeah. Um, okay. So your turn. Um, who's most likely to hug a tree? Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Two, three. Me. Rachel, clearly. <laughs> clearly. I love trees. I love nature. But you're definitely, you're definitely the one. Oh, it's so funny. Um, I have a really, really short story about that. So recently on Instagram, I posted a story. I was fully hugging the tree, first of all. I was like touching a tree and just like up next to it. Mm. And I posted a reel of that. And mm -hmm. Max was telling his one of his close friends that we were doing microdose May and he was like oh like did she like take extra or something is that why she was like touching that tree in her reel and Max was like no that's literally just her <laughs> like that has nothing to do with anything and he's like yeah oh I'm like okay <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that's definitely that's definitely you um uh, let's see okay who's most likely to win a Nobel prize Whoa. Okay. I'm leveling up the questions here. Whoa. But that's really broad though. It could be for a lot of things. In the autoimmune world. Okay. Oh, okay. I have a couple this, of This like, is hard though because it <clears throat> feels like it's coming from the ego. Like it feels like No, but I have I have some words after we answer this. I'm ready though. You're ready? I I don't know if I'm ready. I, I have a reason why I'm going to say what I'm going to yeah. say. So yeah. don't take it personal. Oh, good. Girl. Well, okay. there we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't take it personal because I have okay. answers too. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, Erica. <laughs> okay, Rachel. Okay, tell me why. Um. So I think that there's like, I think that you would because I think that you are really good at like organizing your thoughts and like creating like a very like clear, concise message and stuff. But I think that in terms of like going after, like, I don't even know how the process works for like getting a Nobel prize, yeah. but I think that like, yeah. in terms of if there was like a process to get to that, I think that for me, I like have a little bit more of that, like motivation and drive of like, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to figure it the fuck out. So yeah. I feel like there's like two sides to that. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely agree with that. I feel like, yes, I, as far as how I've like delivered information on social media, I do feel like I can capture what people are experiencing and they can connect to that. But at the same time, like, I, yeah, I don't know the process, but I don't know if I would like put myself out there and to be in that situation or like even be like, 
I feel like I'm too humble to be like, I'm doing something like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to, I don't know. But yeah, I think both of us definitely have a very unique and profound way that we help people. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of like, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a difficult one. Yeah. I, feel I like, like that we're question both, though. I feel like we're both very worthy of what we're doing and how we're helping mm-hmm. people. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I agree. I like that question. Um, okay. This one's, Mm. this one's like tricky. Another double edge, like could go either way. Okay. Who's most likely to be indecisive? Uh, okay. One, two, three, me, me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like both. I feel like we are very indecisive, but about different things. It feels like. Yeah. I feel like I'm indecisive sometimes because I have to absolutely make sure it is like a hundred percent. Like think about like our retreat stuff and like, you know, other things that we've worked on. It's like, I change my mind a lot because my feelings change a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I don't know what I want. It's just like the execution of it. I get unsure of. So I get indecisive. Yeah. Whereas I feel like you, you're like, well, let's just pull the trigger. Like, let's just do this one thing. Whereas like, I'm thinking about like the, the domino effect of that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm very careful at like how I, like when I pull the trigger and how I pull the trigger versus like, you're more open to, um, you know, just making that happen. And then you're like, mm-hmm. we're going to figure it out and it's going to be whatever. So I feel like I, I, I feel like you're more, I, think I feel like you're more indecisive about like the bigger things because you want it to be like right and perfect. And I'm more indecisive about the smaller things. So I'm like, I don't know, I could do this. I, I'm more like, maybe I'm not, maybe it's less indecisiveness and it's more just like neutral and like literally don't care. Like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like it's not perfect though. It's, mm-hmm. it's not perfect. It's more of like, I have a lot of integrity. So if it's, mm-hmm. if I put something out there, like I your name make, on it. Yeah. If I have my name on it, I absolutely want to make sure it's truly aligned with how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and there's no like forced feelings. Yeah. So that can come off as like indecisiveness. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think it you, guys be, are get, like, you guys are getting the, a lot of ways. Yeah. You guys are getting the background scoop yeah. of how, how we operate together. Cause I think, yeah. you know, that's a good op, you know, people know that we are, you know, opposites in many ways, but very similar and mm-hmm. very in a lot of ways so it's like I think these questions will help people even get a better perspective on how we operate outside of like just podcasting yeah yeah I agree okay so whose turn is it yours okay who's most likely to delete their social media (laughs) okay (laughs) although okay one two three me (laughs) yes yeah you got multiple platforms there I only have one so I don't have Facebook I don't have TikTok I don't have any other like social media platforms so I feel like easily I could be like "Mm." yeah but you know I have a business tied there's also yeah there's like there's definitely aspects of it that are kind of scary for me it's also like Yeah, a lot of my business comes through that, obviously. But for me, like Facebook, for instance, I have a lot of extended family on there that like I would never know what's going on with them or talk to them otherwise, which I mean, there's 
obviously multiple sides to that. It's like, well, then do you really care to catch up with them? But then, yeah, yeah there's just a lot of sides to it. Yeah. But I agree. I think it'd be yeah, easier yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's most likely to FaceTime friends out of the blue? Clary answer here. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Rachel. Me. <laughs> Absolutely. I love a FaceTime. I love a phone call. I feel like there's like all these jokes that are like millennials hate phone calls. Like it'll go straight to voicemail. I'm like, I love phone calls. Mm. I love, love, love a random FaceTime. It's one of my favorite things. It just like is so much more personal to me than texting. I love talking to people face to face. Yeah. See, for me, I rather somebody show up at my house. Yeah. I like that. That to me is like someone showing up at my house is like, whoa, like it just feels like I don't know. It just feels way more like connected. I don't, yeah, I'm not very good with like texting and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I feel like, again, you're not super deep into the millennial side. You're just a little, <laughs> those years. Okay. That was five years difference between us. I think makes a difference. Cause I feel like I just speaking from like my friends, like definitely none of us. It's like quick, like meet me here. See you there. I think the difference also is that all of your friend group like live in generally the same area and my friends are so spread out across the country and like no one lives right by me so that's always been like yeah yeah that's true okay your turn okay um who's most likely to get angry in traffic okay okay one two three erica me (laughs) Oh my God. Talk to Gary. I'm like, no, no. Frustrated. I don't ever get Mm -mm. angry when I'm driving. Mm -mm. I don't know. See, I don't see. I don't either. Cause it's like, I, my patience is very, I have very high patience when it comes to driving. Whereas like my husband Garrett, you know, he commuted so long for work. Like he doesn't tolerate anything. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, I'm okay. Like I'm not in a rush. And like, yeah, if people cut me off, I'm like, Okay, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't seen you get angry. You've been, you know, you've driven, but I just know that like I don't have any real stress and annoyance when it comes to like other drivers. Yeah. To me, I'm just like, I mean, it doesn't matter. I get so confused when people get like road rage or like literally angry or whatever. I'm like, we're all like going the same way. And you like, can't get there any faster. Exactly. I'm get... like, I can't change any of this. So why get yeah. angry? It just doesn't yeah. make sense to my brain. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Okay. Let's see. I have one that I don't really, I feel, okay. I'm not going to say anymore. Yeah. Who's most likely to forgive someone after many chances? I know this one for myself, but okay. One, two, three. Two, three. You. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I feel very like, much. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like I'm learning. I'm still in the process of learning, but I think that you do a much better job at like, okay, I've given you a certain amount of chances. I have a boundary up now and you're not going to cross it. Yeah. And that can come off as like harsh to people, but I think we live <clears> in a society where people are such people pleasers and they're scared to hurt things or like, you know, hurt people mm-hmm. or like cut them off or keep them in their lives like longer than they need whereas like Mm -hmm. I've really learned with friends is like if 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 it's not in alignment right now that's okay like Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna I don't force anything that's like my number one thing with like any type of relationships whether it be family whether it be friends it's like 
I'm not going to force it. And if Mm -hmm. it comes back and like things are more aligned with that person, then I'm like, okay. But Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Like I, I know when I've hit that place where I'm like, no, like I'm not doing this right now. And I can keep that without any regret. I'm still learning. I mean, I've had to in the past few months do that and it's actually felt really good. It was really hard for sure, but I've had to kind of like cut a couple of people out and, um, it feels good after one, like knowing, you know, you yeah. trusted yourself and you gave yourself this, but my track record is not great with like my exes and stuff and literally yeah. staying with my ex-husband for 11 years total when like yeah. literally from the first two years, I already like saw red flags, which at the time you just get blinded and you just don't know. But again, yeah. that's how you learn and you grow in life. So, but yeah. 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 All right. Let's see. Uh, is it my turn? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Who's most likely to have more drinks than they should? <laughs> okay. Okay. One, two, three. Two, three. Me. Rachel. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I genuinely enjoy having a cocktail or a glass of wine. I don't, I don't like overdo it really at all anymore, but it definitely happens. Like it, it just happens. I really enjoy it. And so I don't enjoy like the drunk feeling, I would say. It's more so like I really like like the taste and like trying different cocktails and like the way that things meld together. I have like a huge appreciation for like a craft cocktail, especially because I used to be a bartender at a fine dining restaurant and I like know how much goes into it. And so I just like to enjoy them, but definitely has, you know, done me wrong sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, nobody is perfect, right? It's not like I never have done that Mm -hmm. in the last, you know, since being on my health journey, but it's like, I think more for me, it's just like the getting older and like the consequences, Mm. not just like with RA symptoms, like just I, my number one thing is like waking up feeling refreshed. So I don't care what day of the week it is, even if it's like, you know, Friday night and Saturday, it's like, well, I don't have work. I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. It's just like the simple fact of like being tired and sluggish to any capacity, just, it, it just, it's not worth it to me anymore. And like, I know we're getting way too deep into this, but I think it's good for context. But like, I feel like, you know, that's something that Mm -hmm. I have to find the balance with because I can get too restrictive with myself and be like, oh, you only have two drinks, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because any more than that is like, you know, is this big thing worked up in my head? Mm -hmm. But then there's also a reality to it. If it's like, if I have more than two beverages, honestly, whether it's a cocktail or beer, I feel it in my body the next day. Mm -hmm. And it also like triggers a bit of anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. Because drinking can cause, you know, nervous system dysregulation. And it's like, I know that I feel anxious the next day after drinking. Anxiety. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So that's honestly my biggest reason. It's not like, oh, I'm a goody two shoes and like, I don't do that. It's like, no, literally, I don't like triggering that anxious. No, I totally agree. And that's why like, I definitely, especially in the last, I would say like three years, it's like, it happens here and there, but yeah. I wouldn't even, I was actually um, reflecting on this with friends over the weekend. The fact that like when I was before I was even 21, sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> I, dr- I did most of my drinking before I turned 21, like to be hundred percent mm. honest, me too. I started drinking early. I lived in the Midwest. There was nothing else to do. We went to parties all the time. We <laughs> hot boxed cars. Like it was not a good, yeah. you know, 
It was not <laughs> health promoting, but I did it. That was my like teenage years. And so by the time I got to 21, I actually started kind of like tapering the other way, like tapering down. Mm. Like literally mm. my 21st birthday, I was like sober by 2 a.m. because I had stopped drinking at like midnight. And I like went mm-hmm. to the casino and just like hung out and like played games. It literally took $20 to the casino and it lasted me like four hours. I was like so proud of myself. I didn't win anything, but it lasted yeah. me. Um, yeah. And so like, I definitely started tapering down, but before that I had like times that I would like black out and you know, you wake oh, up yeah. the next morning and people are like, Oh, you did this and you said that. And it's, it was never bad. It was like always funny, but I was like, dude, why eventually, yeah. you know, you kind of learn and you're like, why that's not fun. Um, yeah. and so definitely, you know, I definitely, to me, too many cocktails is like, I'll have like four in a night and be like, why did mm-hmm. I do that? Whereas before mm-hmm. it was like, I would have, I don't even know how oh, many yeah. I couldn't even count, you know, and like shots and wine and all this stuff. But I definitely appreciate having like a newfound understanding for, I don't want to feel it like shit. And, and another thing is I was in denial for years at the beginning of my journey of how much alcohol affected my Oh yeah. I was like, Oh, it doesn't affect me. If I have like two cocktails with dinner, like even two cocktails with dinner. Yes, I will feel it in my body, but I was convincing Mm -hmm. myself otherwise. So do a little, you know, deep dive for anyone listening, like in yourself, genuinely take inventory for yourself and see like how am I actually feeling because I would just be like oh I'm fine and then just go on not realizing like actually my entire body my nervous system my joints my muscles are like not good so yeah yeah. I I resonate with that I feel like you know I have a bad history with alcohol like literally addiction blacking out you know alcohol poisoning I've ended up in the hospital like I mean there's a terrible track record with that and so bringing that element into like this healing journey doesn't feel in alignment anymore. Like I love being in control, being conscious, being aware, because I used to struggle so much with like getting too drunk. And, you know, I used to be like a functional drunk, right? Like I wasn't like fucking sloshing around, Mm -hmm. but like I would say things I regretted. Mm -hmm. I would do things I regretted. I would act certain ways Mm -hmm. that I like weren't truly myself. And it's like, I don't like that. So now when I drink, if I feel that that disconnect from my true self and I feel like I'm getting feisty or mm-hmm. angry or sad, then I, I now I can stop. I, I'm yes. just like, I'm going to start drinking water because I don't want to get back to that point. But yeah. yeah. Completely agree. That's a Quick whole little- other episode we could do on talking yeah. about like that past self and like mm-hmm. those habits and, you know, recognizing how they're not really serving us anymore. Yeah. And like quick, tiny little tip for anyone listening. Um, if you do, if you are in a social situation and you're drinking a little bit more, my rule of thumb for the past, probably since the beginning of my diagnosis was one glass of water before any new drink. So like a full Mm -hmm. thing of water, and then you can have the new drink. Like that really does make a huge difference. And then everyone knows the like chug a water bottle before you go to sleep trip. Like if you're going to do anything at all to try at least to nourish your body a tiny bit more that, Mm -hmm. okay. Who's most likely to talk during a movie? Mm. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Me. I know. I want to say both for this. I feel like we both like. I ask a lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions and my husband gets so mad because I'm always like, wait, babe, what's happening? What's going on? He's like, Erica, I'm literally watching it with you right now. I don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. 
Yeah. I talk a lot during movies because I have questions and also I just like make a lot of comments. And whenever someone's watching a movie with me, that's never watched a movie with me and they aren't that way. They're like, like, dude, shut up. Like literally be quiet. But I love watching movies with like my close friends that just know that I'm going to talk and they talk with me. I'm like, oh, this is nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Was it your turn or did your turn? Oh, okay. Um, okay. Who's most likely to see, keep the, who's most likely to keep the same clothes for a long time? Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Me. Rachel. (laughs) Yeah. I was waiting for you. Yeah. I have some of the same clothes from like 10 plus years ago. Maybe not plus, but probably 10, eight to 10 years ago. Like I just, I don't know. I have such, I mean, we both have pretty like basic wardrobes, I feel like, but I just keep clothes for so long because I don't know. I just do. I don't really like clothes shopping. So I just don't buy new clothes often. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have a lot of clothes. Honestly, if you look through my closet, it's not a lot of clothes, but I do like fresh clothes like the mm-hmm. moment something's stained or like whatever I'm just like goodwill but it's not a lot it's not like I go yeah. shopping a lot it's just like what I choose is very minimal and I like mm-hmm. high quality stuff mm-hmm. so yeah but it's also like a financial situation right because like yeah. years ago I would have been like keep I kept the same stuff for a long time I'm talking underwear <laughs> bras like all of that <laughs> it, it, to the point where it was very questionable, but now I'm like, Erica, you don't need to wear your clothes out to the bone. Yeah. Like you can buy yourself something nice to feel good in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Okay. Totally. Okay. Who's most likely to use a recipe when cooking? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one's legitimately hard because I feel like we both know how to cook and we mm-hmm. all we both have our own like recipes and like I may glance at a recipe, but I don't follow it strictly. I do it mm-hmm. to taste and to eyeball. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you would do the same. Like, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? I think you only because I very rarely look at a recipe at all. I know that both of us, like, would, if we were to look at a recipe, would do the same thing. But I very rarely even look at recipes, period. Yeah, it'd probably be me then because I definitely have a Pinterest and I get Mm -hmm. ideas and I like, you know, look at the general like ingredients, but then I like add or like take out stuff and I don't follow it correctly. So yeah, it'd probably be me. And I want to like say a little disclaimer for anyone listening. I know that like it's easy to be like, oh, whatever, like they've been on their like health journey forever. Like it's easy for them to cook and like it's I hate it. You know, it's so hard for me. Don't like find ways to make it a little bit more fun and you will definitely find it a little bit easier to cook Mm -hmm. because I mean, personally, I've never found it like daunting. I've always liked to cook, but I know a lot of people are like, it's literally a means to an end. I hate cooking. I don't like to do it. Find ways to make it fun. Like maybe you do find a recipe and follow it to a T and try something new. I have a friend who like I think she's a good cook, but she does follow recipes like to a T, but the Mm -hmm. stuff she makes is always good. Um, so I don't know. I think like it can be really easy to make it daunting and like, look at us and be like, um, okay, good for you. But it's not like Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) 
Well, when I first started dating Garrett, my husband, one of the qualities he didn't like about me is that I didn't know how to cook because I ate a hundred percent fast food, like literally a hundred percent, three times a day, fast food. And so when I started on the South journey, I did everything by a recipe. I bought cookbooks, mm -hmm. like the AIP books. I, I literally had to follow everything through by a recipe because I didn't know how to like even do things by taste. I didn't know, you know, which herbs go with this or which, yeah. like I, I had none of that understanding. So it's like, it's taken me seven years to get to a point where I, where I feel like connected to my food and yeah. I know what it, foods need and like, but yeah, didn't start there at all. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It definitely takes time and it takes a lot of like openness to exploration. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Okay, who's most likely to overshare on social media? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, all right. One, two, three. Me. Angel. <laughs> and, and not in like, I guess oversharing is a spectrum, right? Like it's perspective. Yeah. Like what is oversharing to some mm -hmm. people, right? Like what I feel like you share is not oversharing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's relevant and it's speaking to people. And I feel like I share stuff, but it takes me a lot longer to like actually mm -hmm. share it on there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I more know. open to like sharing in the moment when things are happening. And I've learned over the like last year or two to be a little bit more vague in what I'm sharing because I used to literally just like share mm. kind of like verbatim what was happening in my life. And now I'm like, people don't need to know like the details of what's happening. Like I can still be a little bit more vague and keep, you know, my own privacy and like sacred space, which yeah. I really appreciate in myself. But yeah, I definitely, I have always been an open book, even just like in talking to people in person. And so to me, I'm like, I, the way I see social media is I, on my stories, especially talk, like I'm talking to my best friend. And so, yeah, sometimes it comes off to some people like oversharing. And to me, I'm like, it doesn't feel like oversharing. If it were, if it did feel like oversharing, I wouldn't share it. But to some people, it definitely can come off that way. Yeah. Well, also you have a lot more going on in your life. Like you've had a lot more things that mm -hmm. you've gone through within, you know, just me even knowing you. So it's like, mm -hmm. there's not really much for me to like overshare <laughs> about. Like, I don't, you know, like there's stuff I could talk about, but it's like, that's why we have this, you know, podcast that mm -hmm. we can talk about. And also like, I think at the start of my journey, like sharing on social media, I shared like all the time, everything. And I felt like it was draining my energy. So now I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, I pop in and share whatever, yeah. you know, as feels necessary. But anyways, yeah, for okay. sure. Um, okay. Who's most likely to use emojis while texting? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Three, two, one. one. Uh, oh, <laughs> said it the opposite. Um, <laughs> me. I feel like I use the like I feel like I'm part of that generation where it's like you have to add an emoji to a sentence because you want to neutralize what it says right mm -hmm. like say you're like okay right like okay without an emoji just sounds like kind mm -hmm. of mean or you're like what's wrong why are they just saying okay yeah. so I feel like I have to add an emoji to kind of like 
neutralize really? that. I, I, I feel like I do that. And I'm like, Erica, you don't need to add No, emojis. I totally agree with you. I put emojis with everything because of that. But I feel like at least when you're texting me, I feel like you don't use a lot of emojis. Maybe just because like, I, I obviously know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. All right. But I totally agree. I think that emojis are a very good tool for us, at least for our, our own piece of like, hopefully this comes across the right way. Here you go. Like there's a smiley yeah, because, face on it. Because <laughs> things can get misconstrued through yeah. text, right? That's mm -hmm. why it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk it out because otherwise. The... And especially on my stories, I'm like constantly using emojis when I'm like typing things out on my stories. And I feel like I don't see that as much from you. Yeah, that's true. Okay. How many, so how many more do you want to do? How, what, how long like, is the recording? You know, a, a few. I don't really know when we started, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Is it my turn? Your yet? turn. Okay. Who's most likely to Google everything that comes to their mind? Ooh. I feel like that's a tough one. <sighs> okay. One. Two, three. Ugh. Me. Me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we, I don't know. I know that I use Google for basically everything. Even when we were coming up with these questions, I'm like, I'm Googling. Like, <laughs> yeah. but I feel like yeah. we both do because we're just like curious yeah. people. We like to like know about yeah. things and learn about things. Yeah. I feel like that one's pretty relevant to like both of us. Okay. You go. Okay. Um, who's most likely to drop their phone? I can tell you. Okay. One, two, two three. three. Me. Me. Dude, I draw my phone like 7,000 times a day. It's like insane. It, getting out of the car, into the car, in the kitchen, when I'm trying to go to bed, like it's, it's all like, it's cracked. Like, so dude same it's so funny because I have one of those glass screen protectors on my phone and it looks like shit because I've dropped it so many mm -hmm. times but I always replace them when like this is maybe bad but I only replace my glass screen protector once I'm like getting like little pieces coming off of it on the edges when I'm oh, using yeah. it. I'm like okay time to replace it but people look at my phone and they're like oh my god I'm like oh it's just the screen protector don't worry like it's fine mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yep uh, speaking of that, I need to see if I have an extra one to replace it because it's hard to see. <laughs> but right hey, now. those things work really well. My phone's been fine. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Who's most likely to have their own reality show? Okay. <laughs> okay. And Rachel. Me. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I think that like we were saying, you know, Erica makes people laugh more, but because I literally just don't get embarrassed and I do dumb shit on accident and I'm super clumsy and say what's on my mind. I've said it a million times. If I had a reality show, people would be thoroughly entertained. And also you put Max and I together and we're like the same person. We just like say and do the dumbest shit and like I don't even yeah. know. Like we literally created a handshake with each other that we like do all the time. We keep adding to it. Just like dumb shit like that. But yeah, I don't know. And we do a lot of fun shit. So I think yeah. it'd be entertaining. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I thought about it too, like the shit that Garrett and I do at our yeah. home and how ridiculous we are together, it, it would probably look like we're in, we're insane. Like, because, so I don't know, I feel like, but in, in the aspect of like, you like, you know, going to festivals and like, 
being yeah. a little bit more like, you know, social and stuff like that. I feel like yours would definitely be interesting. Yeah. I would have some shit. It would be more drama, though. It'd be like family drama. It'd be yeah. like, you know, stuff like that. They would have different but, vibes to our reality shows. Y- yeah, it would definitely be a little bit maybe more serious on my end. Um, okay. That's, I feel like since I've known you and like have obviously like seen you and Garrett in person and stuff, I always am like, now that I have Max, obviously, I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, like our relationships are pretty similar, to be honest. Yeah. But I, Max and I will be just, you know, doing our normal dumb shit and we'll be with our friends and randomly people will be like, our friends will be like looking at us and then we'll like look over and we're like, oh, like that's probably a little, but our friends are just like, oh my God, you guys are like the cutest. Like I can't. And to us, we're just like, yeah, if like any random people saw us, they'd be like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, but the thing is, you and Max are both extroverted versus, like, I'm, like, extrovert-introvert, and mm-hmm. Garrett is, like, specifically introverted. Yeah. So it's, like, you haven't even gotten to see actual Garrett because mm-hmm. he's he's not the same. Yeah, Unless he's, I like, enti- until he's, like, t- entirely comfortable around somebody. So I feel like, yeah, um, just the extroverted two mm-hmm. extroverts together. I cannot even imagine <laughs> how the hell that happens. Um, but yeah, I could I could see that that makes a better reality show. Than it's a blasty. Um, okay, who is most likely to fall asleep on the couch? Okay, okay, One, two, two, three. Rachel, you. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you fall asleep easily. I feel like you're a person that could easily just fall asleep. I could, but I like, oh, okay. I'll switch my answer to me because I definitely fall asleep during movies, but I don't like fall asleep for good. Mm -hmm. I don't think either of us do, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, I am like a serial fall asleep during a movie person Mm. almost Mm. every time. Okay. So let's do like one or two more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who's most likely to, where is it? Um, order a pizza for breakfast. Oh, okay. Okay. This one's tricky because there's two parts of this to where, okay. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three. Me. Me. You love pizza. I love pizza, but I know pizza is at the top of your list, but you also don't eat a lot for breakfast versus mm-hmm. like I could eat a whole pizza for breakfast. That's a good point. But I was also thinking along the lines of like you love breakfast food. So I'm like, I do love breakfast food. But so. then I was like, well, what if it's a breakfast pizza? So I was like, hmm, I've had know. a breakfast pizza before. Yeah, and it, yeah, it had like tater tots and stuff on it. Oh, dear. Me. Um. No, I'm going to say you for this one because, like, I think if you were really craving a pizza, you would order that for breakfast. I would for sure. I love eating cold pizza for breakfast if there's pizza. Okay, see, I don't. See, I'm not. That's Garrett. I will. I've done that a million times. It's so good to me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. That that, that one goes to you. Fun facts. Okay. Who's most likely to dye their hair a bright color? Okay. Three, two, one. Me. <laughs> well, I have a whole history of like, you know, my younger days, like I definitely have had every color under the sun. And mm-hmm. I definitely have these moments where I'm like, Erica, 
why can't you just have, you know, pastel hair right now? Yeah. But then, but then the older me goes, okay, your hair is getting healthy. So like, let's not do that mm-hmm. to yourself. Dude, literally same thought process. Know. I've had like pink and purple and bright blonde and like all the things I've never had blue though. Um, I've done like red, I've done like this reddish orange, I've done burgundy, like mm-hmm. all the things. Mm-hmm. But same thing. I'm like, my hair is like healthier now. And every time I've gone blonde, I've loved it. But then it gets unhealthy again. And I'm like, oh, we have to go through this again of getting it healthy. Mm -hmm. But I definitely still to this day, I'm like, oh, should I throw some purple in again? I really liked that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like this one goes to you because I feel like you know, with going to festivals and stuff like that, there's like more (laughs) vibrancy. There's more youth to that versus like, uh, I don't think I would actually like go for it and do it just because I don't know. I don't like, I don't like like standing out. Well, I don't like standing out. That's my thing. And I know when you got hair like this, you definitely stand out. I wouldn't, what I, what I know I wouldn't do is my entire head. Like I would Mm. never Mm. do my entire head a color. I would definitely do like highlights of something me too me too but yeah. the entire head is scary I I, yeah. I don't think I could commit to that yeah that's a commitment okay should we do one okay. more each? yeah one more um let's see what did I not ask okay who's most likely this is the last one who's most likely to buy expensive self-care products okay <laughs> okay three one, two, two what me Erica (laughs) yeah girl I gotta keep the face as pristine as possible as I'm getting I got I got into skincare way too late I didn't buy any products that used to be like specific to my like skincare like goals it would just be like random stuff at Target you know I'd like see something like oh that looks cool let me try that Mm. and now it's like I've found what really works for me and it's a little bit more on the pricier I mean not like outrageous but like Mm -hmm. you know I I invest in that now because I'm like oh this is actually working for me this is actually like supporting my skincare goals yeah totally for me it's like in the last um five years I found this one brand called BioClarity that I'm obsessed with and it's like middle of the line I cannot say I've ever bought for myself like expensive skincare. I've got like gotten sent expensive skincare things from yeah. companies and I've definitely used it and loved it. But to be hundred percent honest, I've never been like, yeah, I'm going to go buy that for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, expensive is relative to, you know, your budget, <clears throat> your income. And yeah. I don't know. We all perceive that as, as totally, but it's like all subjective. I know. Yeah, it is all subjective, uh, but it's definitely just not like, what I'm basically saying is not like drug store like yeah. products, basically. Yeah. Is what I saying. agree. Yeah. I definitely in most of my life have always used like pretty cheap skincare until, like I said, the last five years. And then I found this company and I was like, okay, yeah, this is like more than I have paid in the past for skincare, but it works really well yeah. for my skin and it's really natural and I love it. And I'm like, okay, I'm like willing to spend a little bit more, but I'm not quite to, you know, that point in my life where I'm like, yeah, let me just um, get the more expensive and try something different. Because to me, I'm like, I hate wasting things. And so if Mm -hmm. I get something super expensive and it doesn't work, I hate throwing things out or like not using it. And I'm not the type of person that will just hold on to it and be like, well, I bought it. I'm like, okay, it's either gone or it's like, or it works. Same. So yeah. Same. Um. Okay, last one. 
Who's most likely to share when they're going through a flare up? Um, okay. One, two, three. You. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm just and more I say that outward because, about it. Yeah. I feel like, um, I used to share that, like, that was a lot of what I used to share. And so I feel like I just kind of like stepped away from that only because I felt like it was like, I just, the yeah. way I've, I've started to share on social media, I guess has changed. I feel like I used to not share as much. Like I wouldn't share in the moment when I was in flares quite as much. I would mostly share just like about my journey and how far I've come and blah, blah, blah. And now flare ups are really um, sporadic for me. Like they don't happen often at all. And so when they do happen, I feel like it's important to share and be like, look, I still do go through this, even though I'm doing really, really well. Yeah. Just to kind yeah. of like, you know, level the playing field. I feel like for people of like, I'm perfect. It happens. Um, so yeah, yeah. this is fun. Yeah. I hopefully you guys enjoyed this and got a little bit of, uh, more understanding of, you know, details that you don't, you wouldn't even really know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we love hearing from you guys of different topics that you would like us to go into. So please like continue to message us through our autoimmune and you, um, Instagram page and let us know what you'd like to hear. We do have a few topic um, options for the next few episodes but the next episode after this one that will be coming out is a special guest so definitely stay tuned for that one and also please 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 remember to share our episodes with a friend with a family member anyone who you feel like would benefit from hearing and maybe it's someone that's close in your life that they just like want to know more about what it's like to live with an autoimmune disease scroll through our episodes find one that resonates with you and share it with them because these episodes are literally not just for people in the autoimmune community. It's a really good resource for other people to listen to too. And just like get to know like what you are going through, because sometimes I know um, that it can be really hard to put into words what you're going through when you're trying to tell a friend or a family member. And we can be that voice for you to a certain extent and maybe spark some conversation and make it a little bit easier for you to have that conversation with people that are close in your life. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, DM us, let us know mm -hmm. if anything that we individually shared resonated with you or you connected to, or you felt like you related to, because although this is fun, it's like, we also like want to hear back from you guys feel more mm -hmm. connected to who's actually listening to our podcast, because you, if you're listening, you got to be similar to us to some degree. Like there's yeah. aspects of us that you feel, uh, you know, connected to. So DM us. We like hearing from you guys and yeah. it makes this experience so much more enriching to like put a face to the the listens, the downloads. Oh, a hundred percent. Like literally over the weekend I was in Portland and this girl came up to me that was like, I follow you on Instagram. Like, seriously, thank you so much for your content. I've never talked to this person. This person has never reached out to me. I didn't know, you know, that she's been like following along, which is amazing, but we don't know who you guys are unless you're reaching out to mm -hmm. us. So please, like we love putting faces to names. We love getting to know you a little bit better. We love hearing about your journey and no, it's not weird. If you were to like, I don't know, message one of us after this episode and be like, oh my God, I never get new clothes either. Or, you know, it's mm -hmm. not weird. It's like, you can absolutely start a conversation like that. So please like, we love to hear from you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We will talk to you on the next episode. See ya. Bye.